Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, dramatic intro this week. <laughs> Welcome to the Goshen News Sports Podcast. I am your oh host, Goshen News Sports Editor, Austin Huff. With me is my co-host, Goshen News Sports Editor, excuse me, Goshen News Sports Reporter, Evan Lee Peck. He's not editor. I made him an editor. He's been here for four weeks. I'm done. I'm retiring. Um, I'll take the pay, the pay raise. <laughs> yeah, I think we all would. Um, yeah. Feels good to be back in the studio this week. Uh, we're doing a special Monday taping because we just finished up an interview with North, former Northwood girls basketball coach, current girls golf coach still there, Adam Yoder. Uh, we did a phone interview with Adam talking about the girls basketball sectionals that are coming up this week. Reminisced also about the championship run his team made last year, Northwood winning the 3A state title. Um, so stick around for that interview. Uh, it was about 40 minutes, and we, we had a good time, I think, talking with Adam. This is your first ever, really, interactions with Adam Evan, and I, I think uh, you came away impressed, probably, from uh, the way he kind of speaks and the programs that he built and whatnot. Yeah, he seemed like a really swell guy. <laughs> he was really cool, um, gave great answers, seemed to really have a lot of, you know, built-up information about all the teams in the area, obviously from coaching but also just being in the area for so long. And right. he covers a little bit now as well on the side, does a little bit of <laughs> journalism stuff. Right. So, yeah, it was cool to hear his, you know, some of some of his stuff, like his opinions about the teams that are in the sectionals, not just mm-hmm. the teams in the sectionals, but the sectionals themselves. So mm-hmm. he had a lot, of, a lot of small snippets about teams that we don't even cover too, so that was nice to hear yeah. some of that stuff from him as well. Yeah, and I thought he opened up a lot too about the last year's title run, kind of, talking about some of the toughest games they played and, and other things like that, and just kind of how that group rallied together and really you know, made that run uh, to win the state. So stick around for that. It was a good interview. Um, I, thought we, I thought it was you know, pretty enjoyable. And, uh, you know, typical Adam Yoder, man. He's, got, he's always got his one-liners and things like that. So it was a very enjoyable interview. But uh, let's talk a little bit about other things first before we get into the girls' basketball talk. We uh, quickly hit through some things here. Uh, boys' basketball over the weekend – uh, Northern Lakes Conference action continues to heat up, as always, uh, even as the temperatures get colder in the area. I know you're looking forward to And it's getting to, colder. You're looking forward to those negative <laughs> temperatures this weekend, aren't you? Um, uh, thankfully, I'll be in Florida for a couple of days. But yeah. Come back. It's still going to be cold. So Yeah. Um, Mishawaka, Edge Goshen, Friday night, 53-48. Uh, Cavemen, 10-1, 4-0 in the NLC. You've seen them play a couple times now. I know we don't primarily cover Mishawaka, but you've seen the Cavemen play twice and Man, that ten and one, that four and zero in the conference, that really stands out. They're they're playing some really good basketball right now. Completely agree. Mm-hmm. Like you said, seen them two times now. Obviously, the first game was more impressive to me because they beat Northridge and Northridge. You know, they can shoot the lights out of the ball, and they really clamped down on them. Clamped down on them in the second half, winning that game by 12, 57, 45. Mm-hmm. But Goshen really did a good job of hanging with Mishawaka all game. They started the game out well. They were they were leading. But then, you know, they started turning the ball over in the second quarter, closer to halftime, and that allowed Mishawaka to cut that cut that deficit. But it was a close game throughout, and they had a, they had some shots at the end there to maybe you know beat Mishawaka, but they couldn't mm-hmm. they couldn't get the shots to fall. But uh, Mishawaka is a very good team. Trent Johnson scored 26 points that night against Goshen, so he's he's a really impressive player. So I don't I don't see Mishawaka maybe losing too many before the postseason starts. So. Yeah. The Red Hawks, too, man, like they've played a lot of games this year where it's like they're close 
you know, they, they played Penn even over the weekend, too. You were at that. We're really close. Um, they just can't get over the hump, it feels like, against these good teams, which is kind of frustrating in a sense. You know, Michael Wolford's probably kind of reaching his wit's end at that point. You know, there's only so much, you know, learning and growth, right? Like, they, the roster is still pretty young, but eventually you got to start thinking these guys are going to win. Yeah. And, you know, you know, they've only really had one bad game in the last month or so, that Northridge game last week where they got blown out. But every other game they've been in it, you know, some they've won, some they've lost. It's just like, you know, are they going to finally take that next step, mm-hmm. get over that hump, and maybe start beating some of these good teams? You know, it's it's kind of the frustrating part, right? So. Yeah, Wolford, he seems pretty over it over the last <laughs> couple couple times I've talked to him, which, I mean, nobody likes to lose, obviously. Yeah. But I will say that he's pretty proud of his players as far as not quitting. Like, I watch them, you know, they're losing, they're in a losing streak right now, but they're that the motors don't stop. It mm-hmm. seems like they really believe on both sides of the ball that they can win games. So that's that's I give him credit because mm-hmm. he's keeping his players motivated despite the losses. Yeah. So and they they get uh Plymouth on Thursday in NLC action. Plymouth two and fourteen overall, oh and five in the conference. So could be a nice chance for Goshen to get a win there on mm-hmm. the road and maybe build some of that confidence up, get some momentum here going maybe towards the final month of the season. Um, speaking of Plymouth, <clears throat> Northridge beat Plymouth 89-49 on Friday night. Northridge hit 23 three-point shots in the game. It's ridiculous. It is the third most made threes in a game in state history. I saw that earlier today on social media. 23 threes. Um, Doesn't shock me. I, I've watched them shoot the yeah. ball. No, you and know, when they're on, yeah. they're on. Northridge could shoot like the lights out but for that that's even they were up 36 to 4 at the end of the first quarter I mean like that's really impressive um Carter Stoltzfus at 32 in the game and man that's another that's a reminder of just like you know Northridge has lost a couple conference games this you know this year to Warsaw and and Mishawaka but like man when they're on they are really really hard to beat and that's probably the most on they've ever been like obviously in the last couple years like to make that many three-pointers in a game is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, but, man, Northridge is a team that no one wants to play. You know, they 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 can shoot the lights out. So, they're they're going to be tough out regardless, you know. You know, that sectional, it's, it's going to be interesting. So, over at Northside Gym. But, um, yeah, that was impressive. And also impressive, Concord keeps on winning. The Minutemen, 40 to 30, 36 over Wawasee. They are... Now, uh, three and one in conference play, five and six overall. All of a sudden, man, Derek Deshaun's got that team playing with a lot of confidence. They they play later tonight after the taping of this podcast against a oh, kind of struggling Laporte team. Like they could be six and six, could be. As these words might come back to haunt me now, but like you know, <laughs> man, they're playing a lot of great basketball, and they get at Northwood on Thursday. In a, in a big conference game for them. I mean, Concord's trying to keep pace, trying to stay at least one game out of Mich- from Mishawaka before they have to play them. Don't sleep on the Minutemen all of a sudden. It's insane. So, they, it's going to be tough, though. Yeah, it's going to be a tough game against Northwood. Northwood right? and Mishawaka, I mean, those two two games, they're going to be climbing an uphill battle, mm-hmm. even if they have some momentum going on right now. But I guess you never know. They do have a marquee win already that no one really saw coming right, earlier. Right, against Warsaw. Yeah, right. So. so, you know, they like to play these low-scoring games, it looks like, defense and, and 
you know, they beat Warsaw 37 33. They beat Wawasee 40 to 36. Actually outscored Wawasee 30 to 15 in the second half. So good, good showing there by the. They only had 10 points at halftime, you know, Minutemen, and they, and they come back and win, uh, win that game. So, hey, don't sleep on them, I guess. Um, just, just crazy to think about. Warsaw, too, only with one loss in the conference. They still have to go play Mishawaka. So the NLC is still very much up for grabs. You can see a lot of teams getting co-conference honors here. Uh, Concord, Warsaw, Mishawaka, all there, you know, with either one loss or no losses. So it should be interesting to see how they go down the stretch. Uh, And then quick note here on the NECC, Westview remains unbeaten in conference play. Won a dramatic two-overtime game over Eastside on Friday, 65-61. Westview 11-3 overall, 8-0 in the NECC. Uh, Central Noble still kind of chasing them. The Cougars 15 and one overall, six and one in the conference. Each team has three conference games left, um, and of the three, or of the each, you know, of the six total games, I guess for those two teams, the the trickiest one probably comes this Thursday for Westview at West Noble. Chargers can shoot the ball. They got two good point guards. We've talked about on this podcast: Austin Kripe and Brockton Miller. You know, the the Chargers could give the Warriors a run for their money on Thursday night. Uh, every other game in the conference schedule for these those two teams, though, afterwards should be should be wins. Um, but you know, Westview they're they're good once again, man. But they, they you know they they got put a scare into them by Eastside on Friday. Maybe maybe that's a sign. Maybe West Noble could upset them. Who knows? Hmm. So I think I'm still going to go with Westview, though. Yeah, it's hard to go. It's hard to pick against them, right? They, mm-hmm. There's still that thing about Westview. It's just hard to pick against them in boys basketball, but. You know, I think we're all really anticipating that Westview Central Noble third matchup, you know, potentially in the sectional. So yeah. we're very excited about that. And West Noble recently lost to Wawasee, which is a game you don't expect them to lose. So they're not. Yeah. You're not, maybe they're not playing their best basketball right now either. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I give the I give the edge to Westview in that category. It's going to be interesting. It's a fun week of uh, boys basketball this week. They all play on Thursday night because the girls will play sectional semifinals on Friday night. So the boys play Thursday, kind of get out of the, kind of get out of the way, basically, you know, to let the girls have the spotlight on Friday night. That's good. So, <clears throat> excuse me, and um, yeah, another another interesting week of NLC, you know, action and and um, and NECC action as well. So, uh, should be fun. Um, Want to quickly run through some of the other sports we had from the weekend. Um, prep wrestling had their sectionals past weekend, a couple different locations. One, at, you know, most of our teams were at Elkhart. Wawasee was over at Plymouth. We had a couple teams at Westview. Uh, over at Elkhart, Northridge won the sectional championship as a team, fourth straight uh, sectional championship as a team, sixth as a program overall. They have 12 wrestlers in, individually going on to that Goshen Regional next week. That's pretty good. There's only like 14 weight classes. So you get 12 through. That's that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, Northwood had another strong showing, too. They attended the Goshen Regional out of Elkhart. Uh, Goshen had eight go through, Concord had five, and Fairfield had three from that sectional. Um, down at Plymouth sectional, Wawasee won the team championship and had 11 advance to the Penn regional. So they go to Penn uh, next weekend for the regional. And over at the Westview regional, West Noble had seven go through, Lakeland had three wrestlers get through, Westview had four get through. Those three schools go to Goshen as well. So a lot of lot of athletes from each school, multiple athletes from each school advancing to the regionals for wrestling. Uh, that's always exciting to see. Uh, the NLC always has traditionally strong wrestling. 
So it's not a surprise to see those programs well represented um, there. And uh, Northridge will look to repeat as Goshen regional champs next week. Uh, they, you know, like I said, it's at Goshen. So uh, Steve Crow does a great job covering the wrestling for us, and he'll be there Saturday morning. And if you want to read, you know, see who, who all the wrestlers that went through were, I, I don't want, I don't really have the time to read off all the names. I apologize to people listening. Um, that's a mm-hmm. lot of names. Um, Nobody you, wants, I mean. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not everybody's trying to listen to every name anyway. So. Yeah. So uh, if you <laughs> want to you can take read a look every at, name in you, the paper, if you want to, t- that's what I'm saying. You, you stole my my plug there, man. Read read about who advanced in Monday's newspaper, or you could uh, check out our website, goshenews.com/sports. Uh, we have the full coverage from Elkhart, from Steve, and then results typed up from the Plymouth and uh, Westview sectionals in our prep roundup from the week. So everyone you want to know, everyone who advanced to state or the regional next weekend will be right there. Um, and then we had boys swimming uh, NLC championships over the weekend as well. Concord, third straight championship, uh, 375 team points. Uh, they only won two events out of the 12, which really speaks to the depth the Minutemen have uh, across the board. Tommy Brunner, he won the 200 IM and was second place in three other events, uh, whether it be relays or individual races. And then Ethan Smith won the diving competition on that Friday night for Concord as well. So uh, congrats to the Minutemen, third straight year. It's not hard. It's not uh, not an easy thing to do to win conference three years in a row. Uh, but they, they've had a, you know another strong team performance. Once again, the same, same script as last year. You know, they only win one or two events, but that depth is really what keys them to the victory. So, uh, and then... Strong showings from Wawasee and Goshen uh, on Saturday. Wawasee second at 318 team points. 318 team points. That was really tricky. Wow, didn't plan for that one to be weird. And Goshen was third with 306 team points. Uh, Goshen coach Mia Miller actually earned co-conference coach of the year honors, uh, along with Warsaw's Anthony DeBorta. Uh, so congratulations to me. It's only her second year coaching the, uh, the Red Hawks swimming programs. And uh, she's doing a great job over there with them and, uh, you know, has them swimming well. And, you know, the girls sectional start this week for uh, swimming, which is crazy to think about. Prelims on Thursday, finals on Saturday over at the Elkhart uh, Health and Aquatic Center. New state-of-the-art pool they just built last year. We'll be hosting both sectionals this year just because they have enough room to host um, sectionals. Usually Northridge gets one of them, but Elkhart's hosting both just because of the size. Mm -hmm. And uh, no fans allowed for the prelims Thursday, but they will have some fans allowed for the Saturday's finals. Good. So that is good to hear. Um, So, yeah, this is a busy busy month, busy week, Um, very similar to what we went through in October. You know, this week alone, we have girls' basketball sectionals, uh, wrestling regional on Saturday, girls' swimming regional uh, sectionals, excuse me, on Thursday and Saturday. Yep, boys' basketball still playing their regular season out. And, you know, key games in the, key games in the conference, you know, uh, at stake across the board. Um, this is fun. <laughs> this is a fun week coming up here. Uh, I'm very excited. Uh, this is, you know, Evan's first real week now of, of fun. Uh, not to say the other weeks weren't real. I don't know, man. I've been or having, fun. I've been having fun. These are the first. This is the first real fun week. Um, 
where you don't know what your Saturday schedule is until Friday at 10 o'clock. You know, that's, that's the beauty of Indiana high school sports and how they set it up with these sectionals and whatnot on the Saturdays. But it is what it is, and uh, it should be fun. It should be a fun week, and I'm excited to see how these sectionals play out. we got a lot of good teams, um, and that's kind of part of what we talked about with Adam Yoder. Um, so here it is. Here's uh, our interview with the former Northwood girls basketball coach, current girls golf coach at the school, Adam Yoder, talking about the upcoming sectionals this, past, this upcoming week and, and reminiscing a little bit on the 2020 Northwood girls state championship basketball team as well. So here he is, Adam Yoder. And we are now joined by maybe one of the most distinguished guests we've ever had on the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Uh, he is technically still the reigning, defending, undisputed Class 3A Girls Basketball State Championship head coach from last year at Northwood High School. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Yoder joins us on the podcast. Adam, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, good. Is that the best title you've ever received, like introduction-wise? I feel like I put a lot of work into that. So yeah, it's not bad. The nice thing about being on the podcast is you can't hear all the booze. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, we can we can get some uh, you know edits in there if you want. We could we could you know put some in. Sheila knows everything, so our our producer she can do right, everything right. she wants. So. Uh, Adam, I, we appreciate you really coming on. We, we kind of want to talk a little bit about, you know, girls basketball sectionals this upcoming week starting, of course. And, of course, um, you know, your state run last year uh, which mm-hmm. feels fresh, um, but also feels like an eternity ago at times. Um, but first, I have to ask this one question. It's been eating at me for about 10 months, and I haven't been able to ask you this, okay? And mm-hmm. I'm, so it's going to take some setup, so I apologize for the long-winded question. Um, okay, no problem. Let's go back here quickly to Friday, March 13th, 2020, okay? Mm-hmm. The IHSA Boys Basketball Tournament gets officially postponed around noon, right? Right. This is probably much right in the middle or near the end of, like, everything being canceled, right? Pro sports, the NCAA tournament, everything like that. And, you know, it's a crazy day in the, in the Goshen News Sports uh, Department and the whole office in general, really. Um, And then right around, I don't know, 3.30 or so that day, I get an email saying that Adam Yoder has resigned as the girls' basketball coach at Northwood. I'm just curious, um, why did you have to pick that specific time and day to just really do that? You know what I mean? Like, that was just really uncalled for, that timing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, there's a little goes into it there. You know, I had actually... um informed uh, Norm Sellers a little bit before that, um, shortly after the state finals. And, you know, we didn't want to take anything away from the girls as far as their, their recognition and the coverage they were getting. And also the boys were definitely the sectional favorites, and that played to fruition. We didn't want to take any of the, the press away from them. Um, what started to happen was we were going to wait um, for a couple of weeks and let everything kind of die down. And um, as any as any great staff is going to have, we started to have assistant coaches that were getting calls from other schools about possibilities that eventually coaching there um, and I think in the end we all kind of just felt like hey we need to get this out there so that all the assistant coaches know and all the players know and so I talked to the staff on that Thursday night uh, each individually um, and then we brought the girls in after school on that Friday so it wasn't exactly how we wanted to do it but it was more of you know that's the timeline I recall anyway um, so we we're probably going to wait a week or two more but you know it is what it is now hear me out here Monday Literally any other day, like Saturday, I would have taken. Like Friday when the world is ending, Adam. Really, like, oh, yeah. 
That kills me. Okay. I think we took. I think we took the uh, the state championship picture, which is now up in the pit. I think we took that on that Monday. Wow. Uh, we, did, we didn't know we were all going to be back. So um, it, wow. was, it was definitely it was definitely a whirlwind, a weird situation. That's for sure. I just had to get that off my chest. Okay. We'll we'll go back. We'll go back to yep. normal questions here. I promise. Um, to be fair, okay. I don't think there's ever a perfect time to announce your resignation. Honestly. Yeah, so. but like the three thirty on Friday the thirteenth when the world is ending. I mean, that might be the worst time to like ever. Like that was incredible time. So, um, yeah. Yeah, kind of, it kind of, it kind of uh, I don't know. I, I definitely didn't feel like I was stealing any thunder from anybody with everything going on. So I was That's true. Slip, up, slip it, under the wire. I was going to say, I felt like you were trying to hide that news from us. It was like, no, we see everything. So, uh, right, but yeah. Right, right. Anyway, anyway, we'll go back to normal conversation. Just like I said, I had to get that off my chest. It's been eating at me no for problem. 10 months. I needed to ask about it. Um, that was actually one of my first questions. I wrote it down. I was like, i got to ask Adam about this. Um, so... Adam, you know, you've had some free time, obviously, this year, uh, at least in the mm-hmm. winter, and you've been doing some freelance uh, writing, I know. Shout out Mike yep. Deke. Um, yep. Give him some love here on the pod. Um, For sure. So you, who, who have you seen in the area this year? Who's maybe stepped out and impressed you in the girls' basketball scene? Um, you know, obviously, the, the, the season that Goshen's having has been tremendous, and, and that's kind of been building for a couple of years. If you kind of watch their progression uh, over the last few years, you, you could tell they were they were going to be uh, really really good um, here coming with the, you know Sean's uh, oldest daughter. Uh, becoming a senior and getting the offers that she was getting. So, you know, I've, I've been very impressed with them. Um, you know, I honestly did – besides trading film, I never really had that much of a – relationship with Bethany Christian, but obviously they're doing a really good job. You know, Kristen and I traded film over the years, and, you know, they had a big win the other night against uh, Central Noble, and, you know, it obviously pens pen uh, <laughs> right. when it comes to girls' basketball. But, you know, I would say at least those three have been very impressive. You know, I thought, I think for, you know, West Noble and Lakeland, both, you know, having, having new head coaches and both losing some players from last year, I thought that they've both done a really nice job. Um and so, you know, the, the, definitely the, the area's been strong, though. I mean, it always is. The NLC's always strong. The sectional at Goshen is, is, is insane <laughs> as far as the number of really good teams. And I think, um, I think you're going to see some area teams advance to the, to the, uh, to the regional round. Um, and it, it may not be from the Goshen sectional. We'll see. We'll probably talk about that a little bit. But, right. um, yeah, I've been really impressed with the guys at Goshen and Bethany Christian have probably been the two that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. So we talked a little bit about Goshen, how great of a season they've had, and obviously Bryn Shupil, I mean, big piece to that, obviously. What do you think of her development overall this season especially? Oh, she just gets so much better every single year. And I think, you know, I was just glancing over her shooting percentages, you know, trying to find, you know, the holes for uh, for maybe uh, Northridge or, or Warsaw to exploit if you guys asked me about that. But there's no holes. I mean, yeah. 20 points a game. You know, last year when she was averaging around four blocks a game, I think it's still right, right around four, 3.9. We're like, yeah, come on, we watch some films. She does block a lot of shots. But that seems like a lot of blocks. And I tell you, we played them. She definitely blocked at least that many shots, if not maybe double. <laughs> right. So um, she's just super, super kid and, and has worked so hard. What I've always appreciated about Brent is at Goshen High School, a 4A high school in basketball, you know, 5, 6, 8 school in football. She's played multiple sports. She's, you know, uh, been an excellent student. And she's, you know, made basketball kind of the thing she, she wanted to attack with her with her college aspirations. And she, she, she did that. She played travel basketball and she's worked hard at her game. But I, I've always been impressed from afar how well-rounded she is. And, you know, I think that's credit to, credit to her parents. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Definitely. Do do you do you think? And obviously, that sectional bracket fell. You know, probably the worst possible way for for Goshen. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that's a team that could win three games though, and you know maybe upset like Penn and, and win a sectional championship? They haven't done it in twenty five years at Goshen. Yeah, I do. I think that yeah, I think that there's you know anybody can beat anybody in the sectional. It's, you know everybody ever seems like Coach Beak, and I'm still kind of a coach, so um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna use it. Everybody's O and O, and everybody can beat anybody on a given night. But you know if you look at that sectional, I think you know Penn is is always always going to be solid because Coach Ulrich and, and that program they're up for every game for the most part. I mean they they the only way that they could really get themselves in some trouble is if they coast through those first two games that they would be expected to win on paper. And I'm sure that Coach Cepeda and Coach uh, Cody are, are you know planning to put a scare into them and, and see and see what happens. But um, on the bottom, it's going to be interesting because they're. I would not want to be playing Northridge on Friday night if I were Warsaw or Goshen. Now, no obviously, <laughs> obviously, if you're Warsaw or Goshen, you want to win that game. Obviously, right. you're, you're done. Your season's over. But to play a Northridge team who you know has fought through some injuries this year and is kind of starting to, to win a few more games here at the end as their schedule lightens up, to give Coach Springer and that staff and those players that I know they have a week to prepare or three days to prepare um, – I mean, I'm sure they've been preparing for Warsaw or Goshen for a while, and they only lost to them by both by four, I think, during the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, that that game would scare me if I was Goshen or Warsaw. Um, I think maybe on paper they might be favored against Northridge, but I'm not sure I would buy into that. But that'll be a great game on Friday night, no matter who wins. And um, I think it might be the game of the week this week on 46. I could be. I, could I think be it is, yeah, because because yeah. you're going to get Northridge against either Goshen or Warsaw, so it's a great right. game regardless yeah. of who's uh, who's in it. So yeah, yeah that's then, a smart know, pick. By them, you know, right? It, it gets Friday night if you can make if you can make ten shoot from the outside and not let them get to the basket, and you, you got a chance. But you still have to score against them. And you're talking right. about one of the best defensive. We're talking about one of the best defensive teams in the state. I mean, they were they were right there against Northwestern in the semi-state last year, and, and nobody was with Northwestern until the state championship. Really, when they got beat, uh, upset by Lawrence North. But yeah, I I do think that one of those teams in the bottom of that bracket has a chance to win. I mean, obviously Concord and, and Elkhart Central have a chance, or Elkhart now has a chance <laughs> right. to win. Has a chance to win. Um, Old habits, but, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Penn's got the best chance to win. Let's be real. Right. Right. So. Mm-hmm. And moving on to uh, 1A, with we talked about Bethany a little bit. They're really on a roll right now. Most wins in program history this season. Right. How, how much does that momentum kind of can play a factor in the postseason with the way their trajectory going up towards the postseason right now? Yeah, it definitely it definitely builds confidence. You know, I mean, I think they believe in what they're doing. And you look at some of their wins. You know, they've beaten Blackhawk, who's you know arguably one of the favorites in that sectional too, uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, played Goshen really close. You know, beat Concord convincingly. Beat uh, Mishawaka convincingly. Those are bigger schools than them. And then beat Central Noble in that thriller the other night too. Mm-hmm. Um, saw that one of the, uh, the young lady had her had her top ten moment there on Sports Center yeah. on that number three four shot. Yes, Stolpes, yeah, Stolpes, Stolpes. Really cool. yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, the uh, the thing that they have going for them right now is I think there should be a big time belief in what they're doing, uh, and that's huge going into the sectional. But those first that first quarter of the sectional game, I don't care who it is. If you haven't won a game all year, if you've won a bunch of your games all year, Coach Wolf's always told me that's the one time all year where your basketball team does not look like your basketball team because <laughs> everybody is just so nervous and jittery. And sometimes teams use that and they play outstanding in the first quarter and then it kind of levels off. And sometimes people dig themselves a little bit of a hole. So I wouldn't read too much into the 
first quarter of anybody's first sectional game. It's going to be more about how they play the second, third, and fourth quarters. Right. And obviously, Bethany got a really nice draw. They're going to play either Elkhart or Fremont, Elkhart Christian or Fremont on Friday night. When right. they get out of that regional or sectional too, I mean, there's, it's a nice regional potentially for them as well. Um, you know, Pioneer could be in that regional potentially. Obviously, this is way looking ahead. Um, right. But, you know, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say Bethany's going to make a run to, like, anything. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. But, I mean, it is set up nicely the way they're playing right now. Um, they're going to have a chance, I think. So. Yeah, that's what I've always told you know all my groups. When I, you know, I played football in high school for Marty Huber at Bremen, a longtime coach there, a successful coach, and he always talked to us about just get to the regional. If you get to the regional, anything can happen, and I think that's true in every sport. You know, if you win that sectional title, everybody kind of takes a little deep breath because they're a sigh of relief because hey, we won that sectional, and then the team that kind of gets back to work until the regional usually has a lot of success, and then so anybody can, anybody, anything can happen, I guess, once you get to that level. Mm-hmm. Let's move to the three A one over here at Wallace. We kind of hit on it a little bit earlier. Um, obviously, you know the team that's closest to your heart, Northwood. Um, right. <clears throat> they're kind of struggling this season. Uh, a lot of COVID breaks hasn't really helped them either. No. Um, just for you, you know, knowing pretty much all the girls on that team, just how, how tough has it been for you to kind of watch from afar them struggle a little bit here in this first season? Under, under I mean, it, for me personally, I feel bad for those kids, and I feel bad for for the coaches. You know, I've known Mark Eater for for twenty years, and um, you know, he did a lot to help our program over the years too. So, and for the girls, you know, the girls, especially Leah and Kendall and Bree, that came back from the grade eight, and those right. JV kids that have kind of moved up and taken different roles, they just haven't got any breaks. You know, I mean, they had COVID breaks, but right, I mean, they've had too many breaks. breaks. They've had too yeah, many every, breaks, technically. Every, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, but I, was, I was talking to I was talking to another coach um, that used to coach for our program as well um, when I was an assistant about it. And just everything that seems to go that could not go their way has happened. You know, they've had all these breaks from COVID, and they, they're trying to put in a whole new system, which Coach Heater's talked about, which, you know, they didn't really get much of a summer. They didn't really get much of a preseason. They, you know, it's just been it's just been hard. So I, I do feel really bad for those kids. I have been uh, really impressed with the way they keep fighting. You know, one of the mm-hmm. things they struggle with is getting off to a good start. Uh, but they have battled back into a lot of these games and then made it close um, down the stretch and had a chance to win it. It's just it sometimes comes down to putting that ball in the hole a little bit more, <laughs> and hopefully they can do that um, in the sectional. Yeah, I saw them against Goshen in their last game now above the regular season last week. And, right. I mean, it wasn't a matter of effort. You know what I mean? It wasn't no. a matter of compete level. Um, Goshen went up 20-2. to two. It's hard to really get out of that. You know what I mean? So it, it was a tough game for them. But, I mean, they battled the whole way. And, you know, you see the players that were on that state championship team last year. And it's just kind of like, man, like, I couldn't imagine going from that ultimate high to, to the, the struggles. I mean, beyond struggles of this season. Like, it's... It's frustrating. I, I'm frustrated watching it from afar. I'm not even on the team. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so. Uh, yeah. What, I, what, I'm, what I've been impressed with is I see I see them continuing to fight, like you said against Goshen the other night. Right. Yeah, and, because of because of some COVID things, they lost some. I thought, you know, I think they had Riley, Penn, and Triton this week. Yeah. You know, obviously Penn would be a struggle, but it would have been really good for them to get uh, Riley in the Triton game. Because I think those are both games that, you know, on paper, they would have had a good chance to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I think if you're gonna, if you're a Northwood fan, this draw, the, the draw right. is about as good as you can expect. I mean, you, you got a team, chance to get revenge against a team that you played close in the first round, and then you get to play a team that you played close in the second round if you win, and once you get to the front Saturday night, you never know. Let those NECC teams beat, them, beat themselves up over there at <laughs> right. the top of the bracket. But, yeah, it has. I'm just really proud of the kids that we have here at Northwood in and out of, in, in and out of our girls' basketball program. Just They always fight. It doesn't matter what sport it is. They fight tooth and nail, and I've always appreciated that. Yeah, you kind of took the next question out of my, out of my uh, 
lips, hands. I don't know what the word is. Right, but right out of my mouth. Right out of my mouth. Yeah. Lips. Yeah. That's close enough. <laughs> I don't know. We'll edit that out. Um, maybe. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask about that draw from Northwood, and then you answered that question. So there mm-hmm. you go. You know, you, you are a journalist through and through. You know what I'm going to ask. So, uh, you want to, uh, Evan? You have any more questions about basketball? You want to ask before we kind of dive into the championship run from last year? Um. Have we asked about predictions? I don't know. Are we going to ask about predictions? Adam kind of teased it earlier about making predictions. I mean, do you want to make predictions, Adam? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not opposed to making predictions. <laughs> I don't know how accurate they'll be, but I'll, I'll, I'll do my best. Your entire reputation will be staked on these repu- uh, these picks. So yeah. What about? Uh, well, I guess we'll go in order then. For a you know sectional four at Goshen, obviously we talked about that loaded bracket on the bottom half. Right. Can, can one of those teams survive, or, or do you think Penn's going to pull it out there? I think Penn will pull it out. Yeah, that that's pretty pretty easy. That's a it's an easy answer. When in doubt, just guess Penn. I'm like that's, that's probably right. going to be right. Uh, right. What about at Wallace Seed? That's a really interesting bracket down there as well. Who do you think maybe comes out of that? Um, I'll take Northwood. Really? Uh, you, know, you can't pick. You can't not pick Northwood. <laughs> that's right. I'm, right. I'm bound by contract here at Northwood High School and wanting schools to pick Northwood. There um, you go. And you know, I think I. I, I Nobody's going to believe me that I'm saying this, but I've always been kind of a glasses half full guy. I do think they have a, they have a chance. I mean, they're going to play really well, but I, I I think it's it's doable. If I have to look at the top of the bracket though, in that one, I, I'm really impressed with um, you know Coach Burns and West Noble in his first year. But you know the one that, the one that, and Coach Gerhardt at, at Lakeland has done a nice job too. They've both had really solid seasons. The one that's kind of interesting to me is Central Noble. You know, mm-hmm. Coach Treese has been through this before. You know, they won, you know, with a state championship a couple of times, the 2A level, and uh, their teams just seem to get get on a roll sometimes. And if that starts happening in that sectional, I could easily see Central Noble blowing through there. But, right. uh, nope, I'm going to go with the Panthers. Yeah, of course you have to, by, by law. So, <laughs> uh, what about... Contract. Yeah, right. Contractually obligated. Right. Uh, sectional 35, we didn't talk talk about this one much, but in right. 2A, Fairfield, Hosting, the, the, they are 12 and 8. Mm-hmm. Greenman, 11 and 9. They're both on the same side, can meet up Friday night. Uh, who do you think maybe sneaks out of that one? Yeah, I think I think Fairfield's the, the odds on favorite. You know, I think, you know, with, with, um, with Bria Garber, it's just a handful. I mean, I, you know, I know Bremen has a nice player in Foster and another player inside with Mosier, but I think um, Fairfield's a little bit deeper, uh, and I think playing at home and having that experience, you know, Coach Garber's been this through this before. Remember, he was in the play, they were in the Final Four, what, just three three seasons ago? Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's not, it's not, and it was a 3A uh, level uh, semi-state they were at. So I would, I would go with Fairfield. Yeah. Lastly, we kind of hit on it too. Bethany Christian, the 1A sectional over at Fremont, uh, sectional 51. Bethany has a lot of momentum, but Blackhawk is there on the other half. Lakewood Park's playing well too. Um, what do you see maybe coming out of that one as well? Uh, I think Bethany. Uh, they really, like I, like I was talking about, they've really impressed me over the last month. I mean, I, I really have watched some of their games, seen some of their scores. Not as far, I'm sorry, I haven't watched some of their games, but followed some of their games and seen some of their scores, and I've just been really impressed by that. So I'm going to take Bethany. It's, it's a good pick. So those are great picks. The Northwood one, maybe, but we'll see. Hey, I've seen crazier things happen. So yeah, um, saw it a year ago, right? Yeah, so you guys met won the state championship. I don't think I would have predicted that at the beginning of the tournament. Let me tell you that. So <laughs> just being a you know pretty honest. So right. Uh, yeah, Adam. So I kind of want to shift now to talking about that from last year. Um, mm-hmm. Because obviously it was, I mean, a special run, of course. Um, but I wanted to ask you what your thoughts were. I mean, you you guys. You know, had to you know once the brackets came out, you had to win seven games. You knew that to go to state to win the state title. Um, 
going into it, you were 21 and three. You know, ranked seventh in the final 3A polls, right? Did you like have a feeling this team could make this type of run? I mean, did you really think this could happen, or as a coach, are you even thinking about that? No, I mean, I, I think when you you don't really. I guess as, as a staff, we were pretty open with the girls about what their potential was um, throughout the season, even the summer before. Um, and we talked to them about what we could do. And, you know, once we kind of got our sea legs under us after volleyball season where they had a great run, you know, to the final eight last year in volleyball, mm-hmm. too, all those girls, I think uh, six out of the top eight, maybe five out of the top eight were all volleyball players. So, And the other ones all played fall sports. So it took us a little while to get going last year. But, yeah, I, I thought we could. You know, winning the Bankers and then winning the NLC, that team had a lot of confidence. And we been through it before. We we lost a couple of sectionals, semifinals, and that's those seniors and juniors' career that were just nail biters that were heartbreaking. And I think we learned a lot as a coaching staff and and the players about how to prepare ourselves uh, to do better in those situations. And we certainly did. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so, and obviously, you know, every every postseason game is tough, regardless. But throughout sure. that run, what was the toughest game, in your opinion, during that postseason run? <laughs> to me, honestly. And it, these weren't the two where we necessarily played the best. But, you know, we beat West Noble on Friday night and just a, a knockdown drag out. It was Coach Marino's last season. Uh-huh. Those kids came out and played so hard for him and they got into our face and we didn't handle it very well. It just felt like we were we were fighting, but we, we couldn't get on a roll. And But that was kind of bad memories from the last few years. We lost in the sectional semifinals three years in a row with these seniors and all of them were close games and games that we should have, maybe could have won. Um, so that was that was really sweet. I think I really I really felt awesome after that game that Saturday night was going to go well and that played to fruition. For me personally, the hardest game was the semi-state game, uh, just because the 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 week just seemed to take forever. Uh, and Benton Central was kind of an unfamiliar opponent for us. Uh, you know, you can see people on film, but when you haven't ever seen people live, that that definitely gives you some anxiety as a coach. Um, and they're so, they've been so good historically. They've been to the state finals. Coach Baxter, I think, was going for his 300th win. They had all sorts of things going for him. And, mm-hmm. you know, for our kids to step up the way they did and, and, and attack on that day, those, those were the two that, for me, were the most nerve-wracking, honestly. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that's kind of crazy. I thought you were, I thought you would say the Marion game in the regional uh, semifinal because that was probably the yeah. most competitive. That and the West Noble game were the most competitive ones, for sure, right. that, at least in terms of final score. And, and I remember Marion took a lead in the fourth on you guys, and it was mm-hmm. like, oh, like, here we go. Like this is where you know I've been trained in my couple of years here to be like, well, we're going to lose. One of our coverage teams will lose eventually to like Mishawaka Marion or Penn or whatever. Right. And it's like, okay, well, here we go. Like this is where Northwood loses. You know, I was already written or writing up my story, and then you guys came back and won. So you know, one go, thing, go I, one thing I can say about the Marion game was it, it was it, we knew. In my in my opinion, and that, that Marion and and us were two of the best teams in that regional, mm-hmm. um, and we were going to have a good chance of winning the semi state. Um, but we knew we had to play very very well, and we could not have any mental lapses as far as you know getting down after Marion scored there in the fourth quarter. We our kids just took all that in before the game, uh, really took in the game plan, took in the way it was going to be understood that Marion was going to hit shots, and you know that was the most that was one of the most fun games uh, mm-hmm. because it was so it was so cool to just see us kind of stand up to them and, and a really good basketball team. And as you can see, they're having another great season this year. Right, and it, it avenged a regular season loss for you guys too. Um, I was wondering because like you kind of answered it a little bit, but I'm going to ask uh, kind of maybe farther more in depth about it. Just 
the motivation of that team last year. You know, you had the, the girls coming off regional volleyball final where they mm-hmm. were up 2-0 in the regional final and lost, right? Right. And then you had talked about the sectional losses you guys had that kind of motivated. Just how and, – and then you get to this, the regional. Marion beat you in the regular season, right? Like, yeah. how much did motivation really play a factor, like, to kind of avenge all of these losses from your from that senior group specifically? You know, I don't think – it was something that was talked about a little bit in the media. Um, Thanks. And the girls, and the girls may have <laughs> talked about it. <laughs> the girls may have <laughs> talked about it on their own. But as a group, players and coaches, we, we really didn't talk about it a whole lot. You know, that group, we were all very kind of – locked in on what we had to do to be successful and we just kept talking about improving every day and staying together and the one the one thing that I loved so much about that basketball team last year was how much they played for each other okay and that 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 was special because we had a talented team okay we had a group that was it was uh, strong in the post and strong on the outside so we were going to be hard to beat but the way they kind of stayed together and that's not to say it was perfect you know no season is ever going to be all sunshine and rainbows right. we had our moments uh, where things didn't go so well or we were struggling to get through some things but uh, whether it be injuries or, or, or problems that we were having but in the long run that team just stayed together and kept grinding and I, I really really appreciated that about them hmm. And obviously, you know, looking at some of these scores, especially in the postseason, points were, points were hard to come by for your opponents. Um, obviously, defense was a big part of your team last year. Right. Have you ever seen a team play defense the way they did consistently at that high of a level like that last year? Not in the tournament, no. Um, I, we've had some really good defensive teams in Northwood, and it's one of the things that I'd always uh, taken pride in was our ability to, to, to coach defense and then our kids buy into it. But, you know, the addition to Corey, Dub, to Corey Duncan on the staff last year and her ability to understand the system of defense that we wanted to play and her ability to teach the game within that system, uh, it really paid dividends. But it all comes down to the players, too. The players have to buy in. The players have to commit to it. And I think it, I might have been one of the last ones to jump on board that, hey, yeah. If we just play defense, you know, we're going to be fine. And I've always kind of preached that, but it took, me, it took me a while last year to say, okay, let's just play defense and worry about the rest later. Um, and I think once uh, once we got through that, uh, the kids just kept working, and that was so much fun to see. But, yeah, it, to be honest, I've never seen it. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a huge historian um, on state tournament runs and then teams that have done this, but uh, I was I – was, Super, super impressed with that part of our performance. Mm-hmm. I mean, the most points you give up in a game was 39 in the first game to Tippy Valley. I mean, right. that's that's impressive. Um, I think the Benton Central game was the definitive defensive performance of that entire run, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. Having seen all seven games, I mean, we knew say like Benton Central. I think was coming in averaging like 60 points a game, and you mm-hmm. held them to 22. It's like, and they scored two like in the first five seconds of the game. Because I remember you had a, you had a ten second violation. It was a, a Benton Central bucket, and then you guys had a half court violation. And I'm like, well, this is where Northwood loses. Like, and it was another game where I'm like, here they go. Like, they're gonna lose again. And um, nope, they defy. You guys kept on just defying my logic. So, which is fine with me. I wasn't complaining. Let me tell you. Um, yeah, I think that uh, the ten second call became kind of our lucky charm. We did that against I, did, Knox. We did that against uh, Benton Central. I think yeah. we did it early against Salem. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, our kids, our kids <laughs> were really committed. We were not gonna let people score in transition because we wanted to play people five on five on defense right. so if we turn it over great that's i mean not great there's certain turnovers that you don't want and right the ones that transition baskets so mm-hmm. yeah that was that was a whole lot of fun yeah uh, let's talk a little bit about state um mm-hmm. what do you remember from that week and then the game was really interesting you went down seven nothing early 
Reagan hits that three to tie it at the end of the first quarter, which is probably the most underrated, unsung shot of the game uh, in hindsight, looking back. Uh, just tell me some memories from that week leading up, the game itself, the post game, the celebration, just kind of everything that happened that, that entire week. Oh, for me, it just for me it just flew by, and I, I don't know about the girls, but you know Monday our administration and I went down to to Indianapolis for the meetings about the state finals. Then you know we were going to practice down there on Wednesday, but we had the snow coming in, so we right. actually left on Tuesday night, drove to Kokomo. Um, Stayed all night there, and then drove to Indy the next day, and came back, and you know I think we had a media night that first Monday or the Monday of the week, and mm-hmm. then Thursday and Friday, you know, as coaches, we had these grand plans of what we need to work on, but by the time we get about three fourths through practice or three quarters of the way through practice, you're kind of looking around like, boy, I hope somebody didn't get hurt. So <laughs> we, cut, we cut those a little bit short and just shot a lot the last couple of days. Um, you know, that's how I remember it. I'm sure the girls will say that we worked them really, really hard for those two days and uh, never let up on them, but. Um, then we stopped at Westfield on the way down, uh, practiced, and then went right to the state. Well, right to the uh, to Banker's Life. We didn't want to spend the night on Friday night. We felt like keeping them in their own beds was something we had done in 1999, mm-hmm. um, and we felt that was the same. We wanted to do the same thing. You know, we won in '99. We'll drive down that day. We stopped and practiced at Westfield. I have a connection with their uh, uh, Trevor New, one of their assistant girls basketball coaches, is also their head girls golf coach. So we have a relationship, and we get. We, stopped there and had a little bite to eat and practice and then went down and mm-hmm. finally won it all. You know, you started talking about the game. Uh, boy, Reagan's three was huge. You hit yeah. the nail on the head. Yeah. Uh, there's just, we were we were fighting our way back into it. But, and we were honestly a little bit fortunate that, that Salem didn't shoot the way they're capable of early in that game. And that's not to rub any salt in Salem's wounds or anything, but that was, uh, that was fortunate for us. We rebounded the ball really well, held them to one shot for the most part. And then once Reagan hit that shot, you could see everyone just say, okay, it's not, it, we're fine now. Um, and then second quarter, we, we got through. Um, and then third quarter and fourth quarter, we just, you know, Carly Fielster hit a big shot. Bree Wise had a nice pass to Maddie on the baseline. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kate Kate had a putback uh, off a miss. Uh, Kendall had a, had a bucket uh, in there, and we had all those free throws at the end, and Maddie won the uh, Mental Attitude Award. It was just super. But for me, super fast. As slow as the semi-state week went, the state week went by in a blink for me. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that Maddie shot. That was the moment in my mind where I was like, wow, like they're going to win this game because it was a battle. I mean, the first three quarters, I mean, it was like a three-point game going into the fourth. Mm-hmm. And it, it was so weird because you guys went down early, but you were leading after three, and it was like, man, like I guess if you had told them at the beginning of this game that they'd be leading going into the fourth, they would take it. It didn't feel like you were – it almost didn't feel like you were winning, but you were. And then, you know, Maddie hits that bucket. I think Salem called timeout afterwards, and it was like a six, you know, an eight-point game at that point. And you're like – Holy cow! Like, they're going to win this game. Like they're going to. This is like this is it. You know. So mm-hmm. that was kind of yeah, cool. As frustrated as I thought Maddie got at times really in that game, he yeah. never lost her. He never lost her composure. And you could see by about the middle of the third quarter that, that this was going to be her game. She was going to yeah. take this over. Um, and, and everybody else did a great job too. Yeah. And, you know. Maddie she was kind of the, she was she was the leader. There's no question about that. Right. Because she missed a couple shots early, and it was like, man, if she makes half her shots, like they're winning this game, like going away, right? And it's right. like, you know, that, you could do that with any game pretty much anybody's shooting right like oh if they make this sermon you know but man it was it, she she showed some poise man she made a couple big buckets made her free throws down the stretch and you know i'm sure you know kate really wish she had a better game too and but she she was kind of like the de facto um foul person <laughs> trying to slow them down uh so right. salem's big girls down yeah um, kate double double figure rebounds in the limited minutes she had to right which is impressive kate was and kate was it was her turn against ben central you know those two kind of went back and forth all right. year and one of them one of them we left alone and you know it was it was kind of maddie in the state finals but you know it was kate the week before so yeah. uh, it just it kind of just worked out that way sometimes for us 
Yeah, that's a, it. Was an incredible run, obviously, and and you guys. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, pretty pretty amazing stuff to watch that all the way through, and uh, I don't want to. I'm gonna brag on two things before before uh, Evan asks his, our, our last question here. One, um, I saw all seven games. I covered all seven. Only person that did did that. So not to brag. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, Mike Deagle went to six. So not to brag. Um, mm-hmm. And I yeah, predicted. What, I predicted. He, I he missed. Mike he missed Lakeland. He missed, the West Noble. Wait, he missed Lakeland. Lakeland. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I know. I'm talk to him about that. It's ridiculous. I know. Sexual championship. Ridiculous. Right. I agree. Um, and secondly, I, I predicted on this very podcast the week before the state championship game, I'm like, if Northwick can get to 30 points, they're going to win the game. I remember that. Yeah. And you won 37-29. So yep. I'm not saying I'm a genius, but, like, I haven't made a prediction on this podcast since. Like, i got to go out on top. Like, that was it. Like, never going to be closer <laughs> on anything I make predictions on. So, right, right, I was right. like, because, like, your defense was just playing so good at that point. I was like, man, if they get to 30 points, like, that might be, that might win it. <laughs> sure enough. Yeah, I, remember, I remember that. Yeah, I do remember hearing you say that. But. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. So, I just wanted to get on the record again, more on the record, that I, I was right. So. And really, that's probably, that's probably the reason we won, let's be real. I mean, yeah. your predictions are probably what carried us through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I predicted you to win the sectional at least. Um, yep. Don't look at anything else I might have said after that. But, you know, I don't remember what I said, honestly, before regional or semi-state. Uh, I don't think we were making predictions at that point. We were like, ah, we'll just uh, we'll just hope they win. Yeah, let's, right. that's great. Yeah, whatever. Anything they do after this, icing on the cake. So, right. yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, uh, sorry to tone it down a little bit, Adam, here. But uh, <laughs> when did you kind of know that you were going to hang it up after this season? And how, how difficult of a decision was that for you? Um, you know, I would say it, it, it wasn't something that my wife and I decided 100% until after the state finals were over, but it was uh, it was definitely a topic that we had talked about. You know, our children are, are 8 and 10 now. Um, they're still involved in a lot of the things even during COVID. You know, they're both playing basketball in Syracuse, and um, I, they're in gymnastics, then my daughter, and they both uh, have musical talents. And uh, we just uh, – I was just missing too many things. And my wife's a full-time professional. She runs the, the Chase Permit branch here in Napanee, and something had to give. Um, so going into that season, we, we 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 had talked about it a lot in between my fifth and sixth year, and um, you know my wife's pretty smart. She said you might want to finish this year out and then let's see where we are. Um, she was the one that kind of really pushed me to do it one more year at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the end, you know we had to do what was best for our family. It's hard. It's hard to get away from you know give it a you know get away from it and um, something I always wanted to do and something I. I would like to do again um, someday, uh, but it, for now it was just it, we just knew, you know. Sometimes, and then the way it ended, it's kind of like, well, it, we, this is a pretty good way to go out. So <laughs> exactly, uh, we, yeah. uh, we definitely, we definitely uh, had had thought through it for a long, long time. Um, and then you know, telling the girls was obviously, and then and the staff, you know, our coaching staff last year, you know, Paul Widener and Steve Suter and Chris Davis and Corey Duncan and Gene Zerker, they they did such an awesome job. Um, and some of those guys had been with me the whole time, you know, mm-hmm. over the last four or five years. So it, it was it was a hard deal. Uh, but you know, in the end, it, what took me, or what got me through it, I guess, was a lot of prayer and a lot of, you know, knowing that I felt like I was doing the right thing for my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been fun. I've enjoyed going to, you know, Thane and Maddie's games. Um, mm-hmm. uh, 
you know, I'm helping out a little bit once a week maybe at Bremen High School. My, my best friend is the boys coach there. Uh, it's his first year, so I've gone over there once or twice a week and kind of hung out, been around the game and taken Thane into the gym, and uh, he's been able to go over there. So it's, 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 it's been fun. Uh, and then, of course, I'm competing with you guys on the uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. on the free news, and, um, you know, I'm sure I'm, I'm awful at it, but it's been, it's been fun as well. So I've been busy, but, it, you know, it just was time. It was time to take a step back and really focus on these next few years with our kids because uh, you can't. You don't get them back. Right. And I, I yeah, you kind of answered my one of the follow-ups I was going to ask about. Just you know, winning the state championship. I'm sure that kind of helped. Probably helped the decision. You know, like some sort of like finality there, right? Like you guys won. You're gonna. It's gonna be really hard to go out any better than that, right? Like, I'm sure that state championship win yeah. like really did that sway it at all? Do you think like? If you had lost you know, the team, would you have still probably stepped away? Like, you know, I don't think so. I think that I think that you know what high school sports has become in in a lot of ways, in almost every sport, whether it's an individual sport or you know it's a Friday night sport or however you want to look at it, it's become a year round gig. Yeah, I mean it is, it, and you want to be good. That's you know the expectation. I think is with a lot of places you want to be good. If you want to be, uh, you want to excel. You've got to uh, commit to developing relationships with all the players in your program from six. 7th, 8th grade on up with the adults in the program, the coaches in your youth levels, the elementary teams that are playing, you know, all those things. And, you know, it's not that I, I didn't like doing those things. It was more that if I'm not willing to do those things, somebody else might be and could do a better job. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of the way I looked at that. You know, it, it, wasn't, uh, it, was just, it was just time. You know, I just knew these are the things that I wanted to do with my family, and that would result in me not being able to give as much time to the program. And that's not fair to anybody. It's mm-hmm. not fair to the athletic program. It's not fair to the girls. It's not fair to the parents. It's not fair to it's not fair to my family if I you know try and balance it back and forth. So you know, and for me, from my perspective, it, it was it was time. Yeah, <clears throat> and you know, the state finals part of it, I, and I'm not. I don't mean I'm not trying to be magnanimous or bragging. You know, I've had my share of that. You know, I've been lucky enough to be through it as a player and, and I my coach football here at Northwood. I you know, I took boys to the tra- state track finals, girls golf we've had a lot of success. So I don't think winning or losing that game really hinged on whether or not I would come back. I've been fortunate enough to have enough experiences that mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't like I was chasing that one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it sure was nice to get it. I'll tell yeah. You that. <laughs> yeah. We al- we almost got through the whole interview without mentioning your girls golf uh, team. That's incredible actually. I just realized that. So oh, yeah. <clears throat> we got thirty minutes in and we're like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. Also coaches Northwood Girls Golf, six state tournament appearances in 13th years under you. You know, no, no big deal, right? Um, so, <clears throat> but uh, Evan, anything else you want to ask Adam before we kind of let him go here? Hate to put you on the spot, Adam, but uh, no problem. as far as timelines, you said you want to come back to coach basketball at some point. Is, it, is this like a five to ten years down the line type of thing for you, or you're just really not sure? I'm just really not sure. You know, like I said, you know, uh, Matt Miller was nice enough to ask me to come over to Bremen and help a little bit this year, and I did that. You know, I probably, with my kids' schedules and the weather stuff, you know, I can try to get over there once a week, but sometimes I don't even manage that. And so that's been nice to be around the game, sit on the bench for a few games. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. I think Austin will tell you that I'm not really afraid to open my mouth and say what I think. So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. that's been interesting. That's been interesting, trying to go back into being that assistant again and not saying too much and knowing the right things to say. But um, that's just been a blessing uh, to be around the game a little bit there. But as far as, you know my timeline. I don't know. I I, I, I just don't know. When the, when the time's right, I'll know. And if the time never comes, you know, um, then that's fine too. You know, right. I, I definitely. Uh, you know, I've had my fair share. I've been part of great basketball 
programs here and they're great teams here with Coach Neff and now with the staff we had and I you know I know that I know that while it's gone not the way they wanted it to this year I, I have no doubt that they'll they'll turn things around here. Mm-hmm. And again, I just have to ask: Did you really have to announce you were resigning on that Friday? Like, really? Did you really have to do that? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, we had we had to. I, you, I honestly didn't see. With our minute, when it, you know, I talked about it a little bit with Dr. Croner and, and Mr. Sellers <laughs> that day about the reasons. You know, I thought we needed to do this, and they, they were in full agreement. I think they were really good about um, letting me, you know, step down once everything had kind of settled down they didn't have to mm-hmm. do that but i also felt like they needed to know so that's why i told them right away that after the state finals but yeah sorry about that but i just out, I, I, seemed, uh, I, I, I didn't really get a chance to think about it too much <laughs> after that everything changed in the world i know and, you know so many people are going through so many struggles and you know our our hearts are out with them our, our hearts and prayers are with them but mm-hmm. you know, i never really thought too much about it after that i mean obviously we get questions and talk to the girls from now and then we text i text the girls every month next week their next month will be an interesting one because uh-huh. we won we won the state on february 29th and we right. have a february 29th what, what day year, do you so. celebrate it on <laughs> yeah i don't know i thought about that i haven't asked them yet we have still have a group text from last year where i text them once a month and tell them you know happy anniversary, <laughs> anniversary. um but uh yeah i'll have to think about that i don't know what the, what the right answer is 28th one, so you won it in February, so maybe February twenty eighth is the day. But like, yep. you know, I don't know. Maybe you just do it every fifty nine p.m. Maybe just do it every uh, every state championship Saturday, regardless of when it is. Like this year's twenty seventh, I believe. Maybe that's when you text them. I don't know. That's a good point. That's a good point. You know, it's a tough. That's a tough uh, line to balance. So yeah, that's the day. You know, I, I'm extremely lucky if that's the biggest worry that I have right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think I think we all are. Uh, right. Adam, this has been great. We always appreciate the time. Um, Really enjoyed reminiscing a little bit about last year's run. Um, you know, it still feels very vivid and almost surreal looking back at it now, just given the way the world has gone. Pretty much since you guys won the state championship. I mean, right. two weeks after that win, it was like the world shut down. It was insane. Um, but you got it in just in time, just in, just the buzzer. So just under the wire, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank, uh, thank you guys so much. I appreciate everything you guys do for high school sports. I'm excited for Evan. Evan, now I'll be honest here. Are you are you a Jaguars fan or are you a, a, a Buccaneers fan? <laughs> Uh, thankfully, I'm a Buccaneers fan, so I got a big Dolphin, game. Dolph- not even Dolphins. No, Bucks. Been a Bucks fan all my life, pretty much. So. Okay. Well, congratulations. You know, I mean, you guys, have, you guys have had some some nice years before this year, but this has got to be super exciting. Oh yeah, it's definitely surreal. It's super exciting. Get it? Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Ha ha. I knew what got I was it. Doing. I'm a member of the media. Come on, this isn't my first rodeo. Ha ha. Yeah. Get it? Get it? Yeah. Get it? We're all gonna right, yeah. Yeah, thank right. you so much, guys, right. for giving me the opportunity. Uh, good luck with everything. Yeah, appreciate it. Adam. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Thank you, Adam. And uh, this this will this will wrap up another edition of the the Goshen News Sports Podcast. I want to thank Adam Yoder again coming on for us. Uh, we will be back next week to break down all of Adam's predictions uh, from sectional week. Yep.